Hey guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds Talk Movies. My name is Taylor, and I'm going to be your host for this evening. Joining me, as always, are my two wonderful co-hosts, Drew Garrison and Tristan Benz. Drew, let's start with you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm do- a bit rocky, you could say, but, you know, rose up, got in the ring, and, you know, feeling good now feel like you reached for that pun, but I will allow it for this episode because, damn, what a picture we just watched. And joining me as well for this episode, he was not on last week's show. He got lost in the quantum realm, and we deleted all the scenes he was in. Tristan Benz. Tristan, how you doing? That movie was mid. All right. That's part. That's why I wasn't on there. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. I just didn't care. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. You know? It was fine. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about a movie... That is actually a banger, you know, actually a heater. I will say, I was not the biggest fan of us doing Creed 2, because I remember not enjoying Creed 2 as much. Do you, question, Taylor, quick question, quick question. Do you not remember enjoying Freedom as well? Because that sounds like what you just said. I quite enjoy Freedom. Like, if I had to put, like, my top five favorite things in the world, freedom up there. is definitely up there. Uh, but I will say, like, I did not really enjoy Creed 2 as much. And then on this rewatch, man, I can't wait to talk about it because I feel like I had, like, a awakening. It's a fucking and banger. the sad part is, we're going to talk about a deleted scene at the end that should have been in the fucking movie because it makes it even more awesome. But I'm getting way too ahead of myself. We need to talk about what we're watching today. I've kind of already spoiled it. You saw the title. You know the deal. Today we're going to be talking about Creed 2. Here's a synopsis for Creed 2, courtesy of IMDb. Quote, Under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, newly crowned heavyweight champion Adonis Creed faces off against Victor Drago, the son of Ivan Drago. End quote. Let's get into some of the main cast and crew for the film, along with director and writer credits. Again, this is coming from IMDb. It was directed by Stephen Capel Jr., the screenplay was by Jewel Taylor and Sylvester Stallone. The story was by Sasha Penn and Cheo Hadori Coker. Ryan Coogler is credited for writing credits as well via characters. I'm assuming this means based on a lot of characters introduced in Creed 1, since Sly Stallone would have been credited for any other characters like Rocky as he created the franchise, even though it's a whole right steal and why he's not in Creed 3, but I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point in this retrospective somehow. And Stephen Capel Jr. went uncredited for his screenplay contributions, again, according to IMDb. Michael B. Jordan stars as Adonis Johnson or Adonis Creed. I don't know why it's Adonis Johnson in the IMDb credits, because he doesn't go by that at all in the movie. It's true, he doesn't. It's purely Adonis Creed. Um, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, of course. Tessa Thompson as Bianca. Felicia Rashad as Mary Ann Creed, Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago, and Florian... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Florian Big Nasty. Oh, I mean, I also saw the fucking credits of the film. <laughs> like, this is Big Nasty. Oh, I don't remember right? that in the credits. Oh, was no, he's... In the credits? Oh, it was in the credits. We know he's Big oh, Nasty. That's fucking fantastic. He's Big and Nasty. This is Victor Drago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so guys, as you can see in our notes here, I do not have a pre-written prelude. I'm just winging it. We are free-balling it. So we have not talked about a Rocky film in quite some time. It's been a minute. We talked about Rocky 1, 2, and 3. 
We said we'll come back to it whenever Creed 3 comes out. Let's just say we forgot. Because we, here's we, the we thing. We forgot. That's what happened. Here's what pisses me off about this. Because mm-hmm. Rocky 4, Creed 1, and Creed 2, even though I have my issues with it previously, I still considered those to be like, man, that is the pinnacle of Rocky to me. For various different reasons. And for us not to be able to start with Rocky 4 and go on that journey... It just feels off to me. But at the same time, we get to talk about Creed to the return of Ivan Drago, the return of the Dragos themselves, and Rocky Balboa's final, probably, appearance in this franchise, which, again, I know there's a lot of real-life stuff around it, but considering where they took his story, I feel like it's such a perfect ending for the character. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And also, even like before all this drama happened, like, side note, he did say... When this came out, this was his last time in the role. Yeah. It so. seems like he has no issues, to be fair. It seems like he has no issues with, like, Ryan Coogler, who directed the first film, or Michael B. Jordan, yeah. in any kind of way. It seems it more to of just a studio be, thing. Yeah, it seems to be way more of a studio thing. So, it's not like he has issues with Michael B. Jordan taking the franchise. It seems like that was planned to begin with. It's just that he never really had the rights, I think, to the franchise that he created. So I think that's what kind of irks him. I don't know. I would have to read more on that. Which is, Mm. yeah, it's very understandable. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Creed franchise, because we haven't been able to do that. Um, How did you feel about the Creed franchise when it was announced? Did you enjoy the first film? What are your thoughts on Rocky IV? Because Rocky IV is a direct influence on these two Creed movies, of course. Uh, Drew, haven't heard from you in a while in this episode, so why don't we start with you? I've been trying not to interrupt you guys too much, but uh, yeah, I love Rocky IV. I think it's my favorite of the Rocky movies, like, just because it's it's where everything went balls to the wall off. It's like, whoa, it's like, okay, we have robots, we have genetic, uh, we have genetic engineering, which is not brought up in this movie. That, uh, <laughs> oh, that, that Draga was a superhuman? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, um, we're not going to bring up the fact that Drago was originally, like, a super boxer. I thought it was a cyborg. I think he, I think it was genetics. I think that's what they said. Like, he was genetically engineered to be the best <laughs> boxer. It's been a while since I've seen Rocky IV, but I am 99% sure he's supposed to be genetically engineered. But I was waiting. No, you're right. Like, it, it was very... It wasn't, like, so crazy, but it was really borderline of like this man is definitely on some steroids at the very least and i was being a dick when i was i mean what we see we see during the training situation uh training montage they do put steroids in his his gams like he does get a get get that shot so we he's on he's He's on on something something. (laughs) yeah but um like i said rocky four was when rocky went balls to the wall with the craziness and like the futuristic technology and everything and seeing like them bringing in like just this russian super monster just to fight rocky and everything and then like adonis goes in it's like it, it's a it's like rocky 4 is like a balance of the craziness that rocky was going through and still the heart that rocky kept through the series also it has the most montages of any rocky movie so it does have a lot of montages to yeah, its credit it fucking mine. should I'm cursing a lot in this episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, so, like I said... Damn, Drew, you gonna pussy out? <laughs> fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> oh, there we go! Ah! 
That's what we like to hear. Anyway, to just, to just round this out so we can get to Tristan and Taylor's thoughts, it's like, Rocky Four is my favorite. And to see, like, him come back and to have a, have a son, and I was just waiting for him to do something crazy, like, oh, he, like, punched a car or something in it. <laughs> he he did look like side note big nasty does look strong enough to like punch through a car door yeah i was just i was just waiting for that when i first watched creed 2 now that my expectations were tempered because i think that's the reason why i initially went in and i was like it's just okay like i was expecting when they were bringing back ivan drago and he has a son like something needs to happen it's like something crazy needs to happen with his genetic engineering stuff and then we're finally gonna see some of the weird technological stuff they brought up in the other rocky movies none of that still more of a modern day stuff but i still like it it's like this is a really good movie and it and i'm gonna say my total thoughts but this is definitely like i like it being sort of a sequel and successor to rocky 4 still like rocky 4 more but that's more for the zaniness of it than in actually being a better movie because creed 2 i think is definitely a better movie very quick, tell me your thoughts on Creed 1, because we haven't got... We will eventually do retrospectives on these, I'm 100% sure, but... I love Creed 1. I like the uh, I like the fact that it's supposed to be a successor to the Rockies franchise as a whole. I'm glad that they used Adonis and everything. Was a little weirded out that he cheated on his wife. He did not seem the type, but... Uh, I mean, he was a professional athlete, like, and it was the 70s or 80s. Seemed like the type to me. What are you trying to say there, Tristan? I don't see that. <laughs> he just didn't seem like the type to me, but it's like I got I got over it real quick because Michael B. Jordan is just so charismatic, and Tessa Thompson and Michael B. Jordan just have such great chemistry. It's like I want to see these guys go old, go old and gray. This better this better not be a situation where the past repeats itself and like Rock and not Rocky, where uh, Creed dies in the ring because uh, I want to see him. I want to see him meet his grandkids. Like that's all I need to say. So. All right, Tristan, give me your thoughts on Rocky Four and the first Creed movie, real quick. I mean, we know we know how I feel about Rocky Four. You know, mm-hmm. we were all on, you know, the Tristan's top fifty-two. Hey, we know how you feel about Creed Two. We do know how I feel mm-hmm. about Creed Two. I love Rocky Four. Shaped a lot of the way I view international politics, for better or worse. You know, <laughs> do I think the Cold War could be ended by a boxing match? Who's to say, you know, but if I can change and you can change, then we can all change. But I digress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rocky Four, banger. Creed One, banger. So I was going in jacked, jacked to the nines for Creed Two because Rocky Four, my favorite Rocky movie. Okay. It was like I said, it was one of the formative films of, of my childhood. So to see that revisited, I, I couldn't wait. And boy, was I, was I pleased. Day one, you, y'all coming in, you know, you're revisionist, you're switching up now, you're like, oh, I just thought it was just fine. I left this movie being like, yo, banger, fam, heater, one of my favorite movies of all time, and that has not changed. Uh, how about Creed 1, though? That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is solid. No, it's very, it's very good. Very competent, very well made. Like, I immediately endeared me to, to Adonis Creed, and it was nice seeing Rocky again. I liked how they continued that story. Uh, I lo- liked Tessa Thompson. Like, I liked bringing back Felicia Rashad. Like, it was just it was good. Good stuff. So, I, of course, have talked about my love of Rocky Four many times on these podcasts across the years that I've been on it. And I, I just think that whenever we went into Creed 1, I was like, man, this is a nice idea from Hollywood. This doesn't usually happen. 
you have not like Rocky's kid, which everybody kept thinking was going to happen. It's going to be Apollo's kid. All right, this is this could work if they do it right. And casting Michael B. Jordan and having a more grounded tone. And it really felt like a little bit of a, yeah, let's do Rocky 1, but in what, 2016? I think it's when Creed 1 came out. Yeah, I think so. But it was done in a way to where it felt different and it still felt unique to the felt character fresh. of Adonis. Yeah, it felt fresh to Adonis Creed and this character being his own character. And I love how he immediately, him and Sylvester Stallone have fantastic chemistry. Well, they are fucking, maybe they kill it. They really feel like family off the bat in the first Creed movie. And they had not met before the first Creed movie. In That's the storyline there. So it's fantastic that even just off the bat, you're like, yeah, this, he calls him Unc. He feels like this is this uncle nephew kind of relationship there. And it's fucking awesome throughout both of these movies. And I love how this just develops into Creed 2. Uh, getting into kind of my general thoughts, though, I guess, because my thoughts on Creed 2 have to do a lot with Creed 1, is I think Creed 1 gave a lot of that freshness to the original story and creed 2 kind of does with rocky 2 as well feels like a combination of rocky 2 and rocky 4 but my problem with creed 2 and still my only problem now with creed 2 because this movie is way better than i gave it credit for i still think this was way too early for the movie to do a drago versus creed fight because the optics make it too cheesy and victor how he gets into title contention is a little too cheesy for me but damn it, it's still not a compelling storyline. Uh, just to play a little bit of Clash at the Stash here, I do think we still have, we have not seen Creed 3 yet. But if you look at what the trailers are for Creed 3, and what you can, you can kind of get the story of it though a little bit, like what the struggle is going to be for Adonis. I think if you just switch those, I would have no problem with it because it would feel like the culmination of Adonis' journey leading up to this Drago thing. But I don't know. Maybe Creed Three is the best out of the franchise. We'll now see. I'm talking out my ass. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, it's got Jonathan Majors in it. I would not be surprised. Yeah, he definitely crushing that man in the Lost Quantum Mania. I uh, can't speak for anything. Else some in that movie. some would say he was the best part of the film. Some would argue he was one of the only like good things about the movie. That's not to say anything else objectively bad. It's just, you know, that's a that's a point that some people would make if they weren't on Besides the, the point, though, let's get into our general thoughts <laughs> on Creed 2. I've kind of already talked about it. Uh, main thing for me is this is a lot of the stuff that was great about the first movie. I love seeing a lot of Adonis' personal life. I love seeing his journey of really maturing and growing up and how he does that both through his personal life and professionally. His arc is something that's... You don't like him at a certain point in the beginning of the movie, but it's done that way on purpose. You're supposed to be going into it going, Donnie, what are you doing? Like, stop Come being on, a man. dick, Donnie. You're about, to, you're about to get fucking killed. Like, I saw this <laughs> in Rocky IV. They're not about to do Rocky Four again, right? Like, is Rocky about to fight Victor Drago? Because it feels like that's where this movie's going. And it doesn't, thankfully. <laughs> I honestly felt like when they brought up Rocky Sun, I was like, oh my god, is is like he about to get like knocked out and Rocky Sun has to come in and defend his honor or something? It's like I was I was worried about that the first time the first time going in because it's like why are they bring, why are you bringing up the sun? This seems like an important plot point, and he this is Ivan Drago's son, and it's like, oh my god, no, no, don't repeat, no, don't repeat. Don't come and have Milo Ventimiglia come beat the shit out of Florian Big Nasty Montanu. <laughs> That's a clash at the stash idea. How can we fuck up the Creator Rocky <laughs> franchises with just horrible ideas? 
And one of those horrible ideas being, I'm going to go ahead and say it, for a Creed 3, people are saying, what if it's Clubber Lang's son? Like, All right, guys, we can't be doing this. It'd be fucking we, funny, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't, can't be doing this. It'd be funny. We can't keep bringing the sons in to help. <laughs> It'd be creatively bankrupt, but it would be It funny. makes Adonis look worse, because not only is it like... He's just beating up all these <laughs> legacies. He's like, nah, you'll never achieve greatness. Rocky's already beaten their father, so it feels like, okay, now you're... It just feels like bullying now. A little <laughs> Come bit. Come on, guys. But uh, I love Creed 2. This movie's fucking awesome. I have... I think I wrote more notes for this movie. And more like the detail. I like the details of this movie more than the fights. And that's saying something. Because the fights in this movie are fucking great. And I will say, before I turn it over to you two, the training montage at the end. Bro. It's even, either this. On that. And this is, uh, this is a hot take. I understand. But it's their neck and neck. It's either Rocky Four or Creed Two is my favorite training montage. And everything else is far below. You know, Taylor, I'll I'll do one doing one better. It's better than the Rocky Four training montage, mm. and I say that as just last weekend I just I started know. thinking about before we even planned to do this. I was just thinking about the the montages. I watched both. Now it's close. It's cl- don't I'm not saying it ain't close, because man. Oh, there's, there's a, a gap between those two montages and the rest of the Rocky movies, which, yeah. by the way, Although, are some of the best montages in all of film. On, honorable yeah. mention to three, the montage in three, where you got Apollo and Rocky just running playfully down on the beach. That's, yeah. that's, a, fun, that's, a, fun, that's a fun one. But, no, this is one of the best training montages of any, of any movie. And honestly, I think what helps us more is that uh, the start of this montage it does it does it in a classic way where you see like the start of their training but what it also does it's like a lot of montages just show us the upward um climb in rocky for creed we see him doing his struggle through his through his montage as well so it's like we're kind of getting a three-act structure inside the montage of starting out the fail and then the rise back up but let's get into your general thoughts here guys tristan let's start with you what did you think of creed 2 it is on your top fifty-two. Yeah, it's on my top fifty-two. It's one. I mean, it's in the. I think it's pretty. It's high up on the list too. I can't remember the exact. It is numerals. It, I think it's in your top thirty. It's in the top. Yeah, I think it's in the top twenty. I want to say yeah. it's like number twelve or something like that. I'm it's confident top in saying top sure. thirty. I'll I'm, say that. I'm confident in saying top fifteen. Since Tr- I'll, I'll since this Tristan's better. list, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna uh, do with Tristan. There you go. It's <laughs> just. I mean, it's it's just it's so damn good. I mean, I went in there and expecting to be like, you know what? I'm sure this is going to be a banger, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing this. I was not expecting how much bangery was afoot because I tell you what, at the end in the final fight, I'm I'm there in the audience cheering along with him, being like, yeah, fucking kick Big Nasty's ass, you know, fucking put that guy down, yeah. You know? Like it's just you you get so lost in the film that it's like wow like you feel like you're actually there like you said there's so many small details with this movie where it's like wow this is they're really they really came to do the damn thing the story is is great and it's heartfelt and it connects adonis to his father in a way that you didn't necessarily get as much of in the first movie because so much of it is he's trying to prove he's more than just like you know, uh, uh, Apollo's kid. Like he, that's why at the beginning of the movie, he's not even using the name Creed. Whereas this, it does feel like he's now fully embraced his, like the legacy of being 
you know, Adonis Creed being Apollo's son and, you know, to add on, on and sorry to interrupt well. you. No, go ahead. But uh, to add on to what you're saying, it feels like he's embracing it, but kind of the character arc he has in this movie is he fully doesn't understand what that means. Yeah. To embrace it. And it's not only, it, to me, what I think a worse version of this movie is, is, oh, I'm just doing this to avenge my father's death. Yeah. They say that at the beginning, but his motivation isn't that. And it's also like an insecurity and a pride thing because he doesn't yes. necessarily know that he's he's worth the legacy. Which is the same thing that Victor's kind of going through as well. And we'll talk about that because it's one of my favorite parts of the movie is both of these characters. They're just struggling to get out of that shadow of their father's legacies mm-hmm. and have their own legacies to go with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, long story short, this is one of my favorite movies. Um it's my favorite movie of the Rocky slash Creed franchise, you know, uh, and it's just, it's just a banger all around. And also the soundtrack fucking heater. Yeah, definitely is. I looked it up by the way. Um, Creed two is number 12. There we go. See, look at that. I was right. I'm glad I kept a backup of it by the way, for this very reason. So Drew, (laughs) give me your general thoughts on Creed two. So I really like Creed 2. Like, initially when I first saw it, I thought it was just okay. I think a lot of the nuances just didn't click with me when I first watched it. And you guys know, like, that was kind of recent because there was an episode, I forgot which one, but I told you guys, like, I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. And it's like you guys freaked out on me. (laughs) Well, and understandably so. It's a heater. Yeah, it's it's a good one. But I really, but um, some of the stuff that I consistently like is Bianca in this movie. I love uh, Creed's mom. Like, just the fact that she knew immediately that Bianca was preg- was pregnant, like, immediately said, okay, she's one of the best moms ever to be able to, like, notice all those small details instantly. That's incredible. But what I really loved about it was that everyone's trying to, like, tell, uh, everyone's trying to tell big old Adonis Jr. here, hey, uh don't you're gonna say big old nasty no 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 no. i will i will mention big old nasty but later uh but i love how everyone's saying it's like dude don't do this it's like you don't need not only do you not need to do this but it's a freaking publicity stunt and they're just riling you up and i also like the idea of basically maturity and control being also a fundamental part of this because in the start of it Creed has none of that. It's like he's easily being ruled over by his by his emotions and his insecurities. While ugh, fuck it, why not? Big old nasty. Is, big nasty. Oh, Tristan's convinced me too. I'm calling him big nasty. Big nasty. big nasty. I mean, we could call him Victor, but you know, big nasty is just so much more. I fun wanted to say. call him Victor or or Super Soldier too. I mean, I you call what ones. you want. I'm calling him big nasty. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through him, but for now, big nasty. Uh, one hundred percent. He's in control at that first fight and everything. And it's only as he's gaining more popularity and his mother, which, by the way, for any prospective screenwriters out there, how to hate a character with literally only two lines? Just do that. Just do the mother. Say what, Bridget Nelson or Bridget Nelson? However you pronounce it, she really sells. She really sells that that shittiness. I know, and and it's all and it's mostly through her physical acting. It's like. Wow. Well, she was pregnant for for the this movie. Holy shit. Like she was shit. pregnant at the time, so they had to film around the, that. I just heard that on another podcast about the this movie. So they, well, that's incredible again. She also uh, dated Sylvester Stallone back in the day, hmm. during Rocky Four. 
How did I not know that? Jesus. Uh, well, you learn something new every day, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, as I said, as I said, it's like, you see, you see, um, Super Soldier 2, he's starting to crack in the, in the, he's starting to crack in his emotions and everything as a lot of his trauma is being brought up in a way. And like his father is sort of like, Hey, you won't go down the same path I did. And it's like, yeah, he won't. But it's like at the same time, you're kind of ignoring the fact that you're, trying to get back with you're trying to get back in the good graces of these people who abandoned you it's like i love his storyline i think he's 50 and it's like in truth being the attack being the antagonist he's 50 percent of the reason why why i like creed 2 because it's like his struggle also it's like you feel for it and you and you kind of feel for him but you still want him to lose at the same time it's like he's a great antagonist it's a great antagonist yeah and michael b jordan is just killing it in this movie like good god you're why is it that in nearly everything you you are in, Michael B. Jordan, you somehow kill every role? Even when you were the Human Torch, you're the only thing I care about in that god awful movie that I shall not name. God, I sure I sure did forget about that. It's like again, he's the best part of that movie. It's like God, you are somehow able to just take whatever role you're in and just you kill it, man. You kill it. He doesn't miss. Yeah, he does not. So getting into more of the finer details of this movie, going over the story itself, it starts off with a reintroduction to Ivan Drago and the introduction, the informal introduction, if you will, of Victor Drago. And just seeing them in just this scrappy environment to where they're just surviving. And you can already tell, like, these two... It, it To me, I think it launches this story out with, oh, this is going to be dangerous. Mm. well also i got a rocky one feeling from this it's like it's similar yeah. in the way and it's kind of felt like we were watching like just uh we, i guess this is a weird way to put it but to keep a superhero terminology in anti-rocky it's like he going through the same thing he's the dark reflection of rocky but instead it's like he has a dad and he like a, a more legacy. subdued version of the way Clever Lang went about it, beginning mm-hmm. of Rocky Three. And Rocky Three was just in your face, like this is the bad guy. He's like, I'm gonna kick and your you ass. Did fool. not know Mr. T is going to tell you he's the bad guy with every single line of dialogue he has. He's gonna make sure that you are well aware of his intentions. God, I love Clever. at all times. <laughs> he's so good. I, <laughs> so I pity the fool who's a, I pity the fool who goes against Mr. T in the ring. I mean, I pity him. <laughs> I don't want to go near him. <laughs> but it's more subdued here to where is like Drew's right. This does feel a little bit like the first Rocky. You like the first Creed. I thought that was really well done. I agree. It's a nice inversion, you know? Mm-hmm. We also see right after this, Adonis winning the world championship. What I love yeah, about this is I remember after the first Creed movie came out and everybody was going, oh, they had the guy who has the title. He beat the shit out of Creed in the first movie. Oh, that's going to be the villain for the next one. It's going to be Danny Wheeler. And this movie went, nah, he's going to go out in the first 15 minutes. Like, the man's going out like a bitch. That's a good subversion of tropes. Like, I do, I do like that, that the setup is like, oh, it's not what you think. And it's honestly really clever. Yeah, and then we see Victor Drago have a fight um and then he gets <laughs> he just murders a man yeah <laughs> I fight and I, I stop myself there it wasn't really a fight as much it's as more like a slaughter it's like a, a massacre. murder 
<laughs> yeah, it's definitely a mauling of some sort. That man and is in traction for by, the rest of his life. He's met by Buddy Marcel, who offers the Dragos a fight, basically, saying, hey, let's get this thing going with Adonis. He's the champion. We can create this epic fight along the lines of Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, along the lines of Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. We can do it. And it leads to the Dragos heading to Philly. And that leads to one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie because there's so many fucking layers to it. And that is Ivan Drago confronting Rocky. Meanwhile, the whole fight goes public, basically. Kind of calling out Adonis. What did you guys think of this? Well, real quick, can can I ask you a question? Do you remember Buddy Marcel's most important role that he's ever been in? I do not. He was the movie producer in Big Fat Liar, who was Paul Giamatti's boss. <laughs> that so, is a reference. I am proud of your references here today. You, you are go. really bringing yeah. the research hey, man. to this show that does not do much research. Hey, man, what can I say? Big, big Creed fan. Big, big Fat Liar fan over here. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> This movie. is the only we podcast need to... to reference that. Well, you know, just Maybe. saying, think about it. We need to do a big valet retrospective one of these days. Hey, I'm down. I'm down for for a, a BFL, a Biffle uh, <laughs> retrospective. That's another reference to the movie. You know, they they make a Biffle joke in there. So, aside from a Biffle retrospective in the future, what did you guys think of this entire section here of Ivan Drago confronting Rocky, and you know the whole possibility of this fight going public and kind of just manipulating Adonis into oh, I have to accept this because I'm a Creed and that's what my dad would do and it's what Rocky would do. Because that's what it feels like he accepts it for. Mm-hmm. It's, one it's of, so good. Yeah, it's like like I said before, it's like they're doing everything they can to manipulate the emotions of Creed. And, and it's working. Yeah. Oh, could they, I was just backing you up. I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say something. So, oh no, I was uh, just just you know backing you up. What if you back, say man. something? I'm in your corner. <laughs> okay, you know? okay, but yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, because they're manipulating Creed and everything. It's like when they, it's like when they go in and when they realize in that. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the weight the weight off where they just weigh the both um boxers to make sure they're in the same weight class. It's like when just with one sentence he's able to make Creed react physically. It's like. They know. They got him. They got him. This is the. This is gonna be their fight. Like they're gonna win. But yeah. But the confrontation is great. I also love how, uh, Drago feels a bit insulted. It's like there's no pictures of me in here, and he. And then like his last line is talking about, um, the literal the guy he killed's picture being a nice picture, and it's obviously done with the most amount of sarcasm he can make. It's like, it's. It's great. like Drago, you bitch. Yeah, it's great to just see, like, how they can utilize Rocky Four and everything you remember from that and just use it to make the character development go by so smoothly. How it's just, and even if you haven't watched Rocky Four, you can tell, like, not not only is there a bunch of history around here, it's like, they, it's like, it's kind of like a mystery for anyone who hasn't seen, who hasn't seen Rocky Four, which, by the way, if you haven't, and you like Creed 2, go watch Rocky Four. But it's just, it's just so good. It's amazing storytelling. I love it. If you haven't seen Rocky Four, first of all, go fix your life. But uh, as for this scene itself, really the 
the whole sequence. I love how clear it is that like this, that Buddy Marcel is just a dick and he's in it for the money. Because even like I was, we'll get into the the Drago and and Rocky scene in the restaurant. But from that moment that Buddy Marcel first appears, he's like, "You're just a little, you're just a dick, aren't you?" Like. <laughs> Like, what is your beef, bro? What is your damage? Why are you just trying to push this man's button this way? And then, you know, you ultimately see why. But going over to pushing buttons, like, man, the sequence with Drago and and Rocky, uh, God, I love it. I also love the part where Drago's like, do you know what they do to dog in Ukraine? They kick on it. They spit. It has the same energy as in Iron Man 2 when Mickey Rourke <laughs> It's like when you make gold bleed, then the sharks come. Like, it's just a fun energy. There's something about Russian men just speaking in idioms that really does it for me. Um, but jokes aside, that scene does have a lot of real emotional tension and emotional weight to it that, you know, people occasionally forget to associate with the Rocky franchise because yeah, a lot of it is just, you know, Oh, it's just Sylvester Stallone punching the shit out of guys, but there is some real heart to it. And along with that heart does come some serious emotional stakes. And that is what we get set up in this scene where, you know, you've essentially got Drago talking about, yeah, like I killed your friend and now my son's going to come and he's going to beat the shit out of your friend's kid. And I want revenge. Like I'm coming for everything because you ruined my life. It's just, it's just great shit. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like I said earlier, there's just so many layers to it and it's just the entire time, whether you're looking at it from the ESPN coverage of it, whether you're looking at it from the Rocky part of it or the Adonis's part, it just feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it feels intense. And with the Rocky stuff in just by itself, the entire time you're just like, these two fucking hate each other. Rocky not having any pictures of his fight with Dra- uh, Drago as well, I think it just shows what that fight means to Rocky. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really, and I'm going into my notes here, so that's why it sounds like more of I'm reading here. But again, I wrote some of my notes about this just because I had a lot to say, unfortunately. Uh, but I was, it felt like Rocky was not trying to flip an entire country's ideology or like even winning, it was more about to me when I watched Rocky Four, and now especially with Rock, with Creed Two, it was about seeing Ivan Drago bleed and destroying that myth because we talked about it earlier, right? Ivan Drago is getting pumped up with steroids. He was just unbeatable monster. I think for Rocky and Rocky Four, it was about destroying that myth. That was Ivan Drago. Wait, so it wasn't about ending the Cold War single-handedly? It was not about ending the Cold War single-handedly. That's just a but byproduct. But Taylor, he could that. change, and that means you could change. That, <laughs> that means, means we could all change. change. Hey, that means we could all change, which is 100% accurate. You know what? Maybe <laughs> people should live by that. Maybe they should. Maybe we'd be better as a people if Rocky we just took a little more Rocky Four into our lives. That's all I'm saying. But because of all the guilt he held over what happened to Apollo, he still doesn't see it as a victory. So that's, to me, why he also doesn't have any kind of pictures from yeah. that. Because it's not a victory. This is something that he just, as a grown adult, as a man, he had to do it. It's not something he wants to celebrate or remember. Yes. Ivan still should be responsible, though, for, like, you know, his actions, killing Apollo. He has no remorse to it whatsoever. But throughout this movie, and at the end of Rocky Four, we do see that part of him that's like, oh, man, this kind of 
some of this is not really your fault though. Yeah. Like you're the pawn in this game here of the Soviet Union and later you're in the pawn of just trying to win your wife's affections back. And it's just it's really fucking sad and tragic really sad. because you're like, dude, you could be better than this. What is wrong with you? And you see the issues like he has with his son and he's doing the same thing to his son that his wife did to him. And it's just, man, it's such a good fucking story there, man. And we don't get that much time with him. That's the sad part. And we're going to talk about a deleted scene later. And I think that would have really got people on board with the villains more than uh, they did whenever the movie came out. We're really building up this deleted scene. I'm excited. That's a good deleted scene. It really is. Moving on, though, to what is sadly the breakup that nobody wanted to see. That's not that is Adonis and Rocky's fight outside of Rocky's house and Adonis telling his mom about the fight. What did you guys think about all this stuff? This is the point where the movie has to kind of bend backwards to make you hate uh, Creed or just dislike him. And uh feels like some of this is like, I don't think you would say this, but at the same time, I'm not going to say it's not against your character. You have the known. It feels very in character for me. Yeah, it feels As somebody who has a... Throughout both movies, and this is not like, it feels less of a character flaw and more just like, hey, this is a actual human character yeah. who is working on himself and trying to be better. Yeah, it's just it who feels he like he do- he struggles with his emotions and how to handle that, so sometimes it does not come out the way he wants it to. Yeah, he's got a temper. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't excuse it, don't get no. me wrong, but it's it just feels more genuine, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it didn't excuse it when he started that fight at Bianca show in the first movie, but that's also just, like, mm-hmm. who he is. I mean, shit, even as a kid, like, you see when he's in the detention hall, like, he's he he has, you know, anger issues. Yeah, so it's like, I, feel, I didn't feel like that, but it's like, with everyone, but it's like, again, this is the point where you're supposed to dislike him, and it's like, Are you character trait. I feel like it, I feel like it is, because it's like, everyone I agree with so Drew, like, I think the movie wants you to dislike adonis to a point it, they don't want you to i think hate adonis to yeah, like not, oh, we not don't want him close. back but well, i think they want you going into this first fight going what are you doing man well yeah you are going to a bloodbath and you are not prepared for this well that's sure in your corner yeah like that it's like okay i i get more of the vibe that's like no you just think they're being like he's being stupid that's how i, I was like adonis don't yes do okay I think but i never to put it. i never yeah. get the point that i'm supposed to like dislike him i'm just like dude you're being an idiot right now like, yeah i, I think that's a way better that. way to put it is that he's just yeah. being stupid yeah and it's like it's that it's that pride it's that fear it's all in his anger it's that drive talking. it's that power <laughs> we say hungry we devour <laughs> But yeah, um, the man who changed the hierarchy of DC as we know it. Oh boy, did he change it so much? It's totally reworking itself. But yeah, so like I said, like I said, this is the point of the movie where you're supposed to like just be like, "What you doing, Creed? Why are you doing this?" And it hit, and what hits about it is that before when everyone else was saying it, you think like, "Oh." It's like he's not gonna listen to everyone else. He's gonna go to Rocky, and that's when he's gonna listen. And it's like, no, he's like when Rocky says, "Like you can't do this. You you don't know what you're fighting for, and and you don't know what you're getting into. And you're and it's like at the moment you're doing this because you want to like because you're still following your dad's legacy. So it's not gonna work. And it's like he's got nothing to lose. It's like I love. It's like I love all of that because it's like it's all it's all true, and he's trying to deny it in his head. He's trying to act like no, this is all for me. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like they disrespected my pops, and it's like I gotta, 
defend him and everything. It's like that. That is bullshit. That's an, it's like you know what you're really doing this for. Yeah, it's all about your pride. Yeah, so with all that and just allowing, um, the like the breakup is the is one of the things where it's like I I really didn't want, don't want to see this, but I understand why it needs to happen. And also just to have Rocky in his in his restaurant trying not to watch it, but then. He can't stop himself from watching because he wants to look out for Adonis. It's like, I, I like that. It's it's like such good character with no words. Before I turn it over to Tristan here, I just want to add my one little piece about this scene. The part I want to kind of focus on is Rocky. Because it's really, as somebody who watched Rocky Ford, you 100% understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. He's just so damn heartbroken. He he's not taking anything like really personally from Adonis because he cares more about Adonis being alive and him being all right. He knows like this man has his whole future ahead of him. He has a chance to be better than me and Apollo, and he's going down the same fucking road that we both did. And it ended with Apollo dying and Rocky getting a lot of head trauma. So much head trauma. It started that decline for the character. Because he went after revenge like he did, that's what happened. And he doesn't want Adonis to be subjected to that. But Tristan, what did you think of this? It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. You know, like Drew hinted at, he's like, oh, he's this guy's got nothing to lose. Like, when a fighter has nothing to lose, he's dangerous. He's like, oh, I'm dangerous. Like, you can tell there, it's like, Donnie, this is 100% about your pride. It's not just that they killed your dad which you know victor big nasty didn't do that uh like this is about your ego because you still don't feel like you've lived up to the legacy of your father that it took you so long to accept it's almost like in this one he's overdoing it because he fought so hard against it for so much of the first movie and in that sense like there didn't his mother have the line of like, are you so desperate to be like your dad that you want to like die like him too? Or am I thinking of another movie? I think that might be the first movie, but also I want to add on to what you just said there to where it feels like that's expected. Yeah. We'll talk about the training montage in a second, but there's these interviews with Adonis that he's doing for, I assume it's like the HBO boxing stuff that they uh throw in there for these creed movies mm-hmm. and uh he keeps saying like oh it's drago versus creed that's what you guys want right it's what's expected of me right he just keeps questioning it yeah. fucking like that's the detail that, like it goes right into what you're talking about that he's overdoing it and we you go back to creed one though and he talks about apollo and he goes i don't know him yeah you never did a thing for me so you know why do i care yeah and granted, that relationship changed by the end of the movie, but it doesn't change that much. So yeah. you're 100% right, Tristan, when you're talking about like it feels like he's overdoing it because that's what the story needs, and that's what he's supposed to be feeling. But it's it's kind of like he's punishing himself for not feeling that way. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, you that comes to the head in this scene with Rocky where Rocky's trying to call him as bullshit. Like, Burley, you do not have to do this. Like, please do not do this. This is not a this is different. Like this is not a game. Like this person is dangerous. Like you just because you feel like a quote unquote paper champ, whatever, like don't jeopardize your entire future. Like your father just out of pride. Cause I mean, Rocky four is great and Apollo great character, but I mean, aside from Ivan Drago's like 
you know, explicit murder of him. Like, Apollo put himself in that situation out of pride because he wanted to prove he still had it. Uh, and it's an interesting Rocky inverse. did too in Rocky Three. Yeah. Rocky put himself in that he was about to retire and his pride got the better of him. Yeah, and that's why he he didn't initially take up Drago and Forks. He'd already been down that road. But it's an interesting inverse with this where Apollo took the fight because he wanted to prove that he still had what he'd lost. Adonis is taking it to prove that he's got it in the first place. So I think that's an interesting like yeah. mirror. This movie is far better than I gave it credit for. It really is. I feel so bad for just going like, oh, this movie's all right. You should. Especially when you should. <laughs> this, during this, this month of all months, I'm glad you've come to you've come to terms with that. <laughs> this is how we're wrapping I up. I still don't know months. which one I prefer, the Creed 1 or Creed 2. Both are just good, I think, for various reasons. But, man, this franchise is fantastic. The Rocky franchise is fantastic. I think people make fun of it a little bit because it gets more bombastic towards the end. And maybe Rocky 5. It does have some misses, sure. You can make fun of, but Rocky one through four, what are we doing here? Like this is just peak sports, but back to back dumps, back to back heaters, and Creed one and two, and most likely Creed three. What are we even saying here? We we, we we know the question is just how. It's not whether or not Creed three is going to be good. It's how good is it going to be? Let's go ahead and move on to the training montage for Creed Junior versus Drago Junior Part One. And of course, the ass whooping that was Adonis Creed what versus ass. what an ass Victor Drago won. Um, what did you guys think of this? I thought this was all great, and it just shows again how Adonis was not ready going into this. The only thing I will add before I throw it over both of you is I love how not only Rocky mentions this after the fight, but Duke, little Duke, uh, who's his trainer in this movie, he was refusing to train him in the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault. He does a really good job, all things considered. Yeah. It's Adonis who fucks himself up and does all this for the wrong reasons and has the wrong mindset going into it. But what did you guys think of this? I thought he was going to die. Yeah, he gets his fucking shit rocked, bro. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like he is about to be his father. Like, the movie's just about to be wrapped up right there. It's like, I, th- it's like, I thought this was a two-hour movie, not like 30 minutes. All of a sudden, you just start to hear the Rocky theme, and Rocky's out in the wilderness again in the seventies. <laughs> Drago! He fights the father and the son at the same time. Maybe Rocky finds the uh, steroids that was originally used on Drago and does it to get like his strength <laughs> back. Guys, we're coming up with some really bad ideas for Rocky movies, and I love it. But continuing on with your thoughts on this fight here, anything? No, it's just it's just wow. Adonis is really just about to die. Like, we're witnessing a murder. <laughs> it's kind of like we went from a boxing match to a, oh, this is the, this is the ass movement that happens yeah, in, like, just, a detective story. Yeah, it becomes, like, a, a curb stomp. Yeah. Like, especially with that the last, like, dirty hit. Uh, yeah, the DQ uh, the hit gets was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's great. like, even, it's like, that, it's like, that hit allows Adonis to keep his championship title, but at the same time, it's like, oh, dude, it's... It's it, such a perfect ending to the fight. Yeah. It really is, because it just sets up everything that they told him. Everybody said, you don't have to take this fight. You're fine. You're not a paper champion. You're beating all these people. You're good. Don't listen to don't listen to ESPN. They do all this to get these headlines. That's what everybody's been saying. Don't listen to them. You're good. 
And he goes, no, I need this. And he causes the same problem he was trying to avoid because now he is a paper champion. Paper champs. <laughs> Uh, but getting into our next topic here, which is oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. There's one, there's one problem with the fight. Is the fact that he doesn't remove his hand and show and show off that he has a blade in it. <laughs> okay, we don't need to talk about Razor Fist. <laughs> hey, I, hey, it's like he, he's kind of forgettable, but it's like I couldn't stop thinking. Okay, it, like in Shang Chi, I couldn't stop thinking. It's like, what is he bringing out the boxing moves? Like, I, I'm waiting for this. <laughs> I'm waiting for this. Oh man, Shang-Chi is fantastic. We need to do a retrofit of that as well. But uh, let's talk about Adonis' personal life. I've been holding off on it because I wanted to talk about it all in one section. Because it is a lot like Rocky 2. Through Rocky and Adrian, we'd see them really mature and they move in together. Adrian gets pregnant. Rocky gets a job. It doesn't really work out. And he does a lot of those commercials, which are hilarious. With Adonis, you see similar things here where you're seeing him propose to Bianca, you see, as Drew mentioned earlier, and I think in your general thoughts, how the pregnancy got revealed. What are your thoughts on Adonis's personal life in this movie? I think it's some of the best stuff in the movie, honestly. It really highlights, you know, everything Rocky says, where it's like, you know, they have nothing to lose, you have everything to lose. And he really does, like, aside from just yeah. his career, like, he has, like, a wife and, and child. Well, fiance and and child now like he has he's at the top of the world and did they get married off screen i I think so because it's like because it's like we never see the wedding but we do know that the baby was born so it's like i'm pretty sure they got married and she's wearing a ring in a lot of scenes so i'm pretty sure i mean it could just be yeah it could be an engagement ring yeah i don't know that could be Either they get married off screen. Maybe Creed 3 begins with that or something. I don't know. Which then it would be weird why Stallone's not in Creed 3. So hopefully they don't do that. Yeah. I mean, who knows if he could have had the wedding. He was too busy healing from just the massacre. <laughs> he would still. <laughs> That's a very good point. But getting back on track with Adonis' personal life. You said it was the best part of the movie? I, I said some of the best. I said some, oh, of, some the of the best. Okay. The you kind of went out on Discord. My bad. Uh yeah, I thought you said I thought you said it was the best part of the movie. Oh no, as well, no, but no, I said it's some one of the best parts of the movie. What I was gonna say is I would say it's really good, but I would say it's some of the most essential parts of the movie mm-hmm. because you can't take any of this out because it takes away the stakes for Adonis and what this really means and what everybody's been trying to tell him, mostly Rocky the entire time, who's been just begging and pleading with Adonis, going, dude. I have literally been through this. Please do not do the same thing I did. It's like I, I fought been there. Tommy Gunn in a street fight after getting <laughs> severe head in trauma. An alley. Do not do this. So hopefully Adonis does not end up having a fight in an alley in a street fight with a boxer. And his fist I mean, move. hey man. We don't if anyone can fix it, then Michael B. Jordan can fix it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. We'll see. I don't. I think that concept's dead on arrival. There's also like this whole thing where it's like I feel like something is about to be lost in this movie, and I think that's one of the things that kept me from liking it the first time. I feel like there was no permanent loss for Creed, which I guess isn't necessary. But my first time around, I I was waiting for like at least his car, and the reason why I said like oh the punch of the car door because it's like it's the last thing of my pops and I. And I thought, like, symbolically that car was going to, like, get 
totaled or some way of like just something personal to get him to get into the fight ring because it's like with everything that says he got everything to lose and everything it's like he doesn't lose his championship he doesn't lose his uh it's like he recover he makes a full recovery from his injuries and stuff it's like i'm just waiting for like okay what's the thing that he's going to lose as a consequence of his actions or just to push him over the edge and there's nothing that he loses so it's like all this stuff to show like what he's going to lose and i'm like he didn't really lose anything it feels like there's no permanent consequences for his actions i mean he, he loses rocky use, i say he lost good use of his ribs for a little bit yeah that's true <laughs> he loses rocky for a bit lost his pride yeah that too i think that that's the main thing he loses his pride and he loses really what he set out to achieve in the first movie no and that's to be his own man and to become the champion there and he does but he doesn't feel like it's enough so that's really what he loses i kind of disagree like maybe not permanent but i don't think it needed to be for that um getting into our second training montage which tristan and i have already talked about as the best possibly in the rocky franchise I say possibly. Tristan believes it is. I believe um, it is. I'll, I'll sign off on that. Man, just spectacular stuff here. Before we get into that, before I turn it over to both of you, I have one small detail about Victor Drago that I forgot to mention. There's something about whenever Victor and Ivan are at like this dinner and Victor sees his mom again. I love that everybody else is like standing at attention for, and Victor just feels so uncomfortable in that situation to where he's half standing, half sitting, and he just doesn't stand at all there. It just shows like he does not know this person. He doesn't feel like he should be there. He's wondering, why are we here at all? We're doing this for us. And Ivan Drago's just, again, making the same mistakes that he made all those years ago, but now with a son that he loves, and he does not know he's doing this to. It's good shit, man. It's good shit. all around. And like Drew said, like, what a way to just dislike a character with her only saying, like, two words. I know, right? Damn, she is so good of an actress. <laughs> just <laughs> two lines of dialogue and the rest is physical acting. It's mm-hmm. great. But talking about that second training montage, what did you guys think of it? Drew, you go first. I love it. Like, this is, like, like this is crazy. Like, I like the fact that they, like, when they say this, like, we gotta ha- have a change of face and everything. I initially thought they're going back. Back to the mountain where he trained in in Rocky Four. Nope, it's complete opposite. We're going to a freaking desert, my guy. You're going to be you're going to be pushing yourself to the absolute limit in this heat, and you're also going to have to remember why you fight. And also, I love that. And again, I I said before, I love that we get to see some of the uh, the things for his training. And everything it's like okay, it's like you got to work your neck and everything. That's going to have to be strong. You're going to need to be able to take a punch. Hey. You're gonna be up close in the fight and everything, and you and he has to have, keep his foot in the tire. It's like, oh man, all this cool stuff that uh, shows off just the gorilla style training that Rocky would have and everything. He's not is like he is like he originally trained in like just the worst um gyms and everything. Not to uh not to discount uh old Pop's gym, but it's like you know he had to like make do with what he had. It's like of course he's gonna uh, perfect gorilla training and everything. And it's just so, and it's just so good. I love it. I also love like they don't put on the uh, protective gear and everything. It's like okay, if you want to do this, you gotta. Uh, it's you're in it to win it. This is like your life is on the line. Well, it's highly irresponsible, but <laughs> no, it's incredibly <laughs> irresponsible. Incredibly irresponsible. Real cool uh, though. 
pretty cool though and i do love the camera work on a lot of it as well like they do a really good job and even having him just run in front of his car and eventually like you know in a symbolic way he's kind of also leaving rocky behind which is which i guess that only works for me because of creed 3 coming up but um initially it's like it's kind of like yeah he's even surpassing how rocky was back in the day it's like it's pretty cool i like it yeah, the big uh, training montage you mentioned already, it's this juxtaposition between the ending of Rocky Four and Creed Two. Whereas Rocky Four, it just feels grandiose, it feels epic. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking of him screaming Drago at the top of the Drago! mountain. It's awesome in every conceivable way, and I refuse to believe otherwise. But Ivan Drago is using, like, he's using this fancy tech and Rocky is out in the mountains just, uh, he's chopping down trees, he's just running in the snow. He's, he's lifting shit. wagons with Adrian and, and Duke on yep. him. It's awesome. <laughs> the big training montage at the end of Creed 2, kind of as Drew mentioned, out in the desert, complete heat, but it's more subdued. It feels more sincere. And per- yeah. it, well, and personal, that's, that, that's not say. a shot at Rocky Four. No, no, no. It's just... Ro- the Rocky Four montage is fantastic, but it is very much that like that fist pumping '80s machismo. Like fuck yeah, like because a lot of it, you know, we we joke about how Rocky ended the Cold War, but a lot of the vibe of that training montage is almost like a fuck yeah America like type thing. Where mm-hmm. it's like yeah, we're doing this the old fashioned way. We don't need this, you know, this this high tech super soldier. Like no, he's just getting out there. He's a man's man. He's in nature training, yeah. you know, real rugged, and it's dope. It's fantastic. It's still one one of the best training montages in all of cinema, I would say. But with this, like you're saying, it does feel like smaller scale. Which is funny because this training montage involves more people, but it feels so much more personal. With yeah, with, I think that's I don't know I don't know if personal is the right word. Just well, no, well, well, let me put it this way. Before. Let me put it this way because yeah. with Rocky and with the Rocky Four training montage, even though Rocky's reason for fighting was to avenge Apollo it was still like this big exhibition between America and the U S like it felt like there were, well, there were a it's bigger a stakes. Titans, yeah. Really. It's a clash of the Titans, yeah. bigger stakes. This feels more personal to Adonis because it's now not even about like, Oh, avenging my dad. Like it is just about his beef with this individual and like reclaiming his sense of self-respect mm-hmm. and identity. So I meant, I meant smaller and more personal in that regard. There's less like, quote-unquote global implications from <laughs> from this fight i can agree with that 100 percent. and the other thing i love too is these aren't two massive titans fighting rev- for revenge it's more so about them just desperately trying to create their own legacy for themselves mm. and struggling and- with their daddies <laughs> yeah they're <laughs> just stuck in the shadow of being a creed or being a drago and that just feels kind of what you're saying. It feels a little more personal. It feels a little more real compared to Rocky Four. That is fucking outstanding. Don't get me wrong. And but the it just, it's different. I think it's not better. It's just different. And I think that's the best way you could have done this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not only that, just getting out of the, oh, English teacher, here's what this means, and this is how awesome and how that you can parallel that to Rocky Four. Just getting into just the scene itself, it's just badass. It's fantastic. Song's great, you know? Yeah. Cinematography's like, great. it starts out with blues, and then it just starts with the Rocky music. And you're like, oh, shit. 
Here's and then it comes in with ASAP Rocky music. Yep. Mm-hmm. So two types of Rockies. <laughs> I I don't think we've talked about the soundtrack, but this is a it has a really good soundtrack. Yeah, I I, I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, yeah, we haven't gone into depth on it. The soundtrack is I listen to the soundtrack regularly. I've been listening to the training montage songs for the last week, even before we said you know we were gonna do this episode. Wow, Kristen, you got any other thoughts on training montage before we move on? It's just one of the best scenes in the movie, and it's it's the scene from the movie that I watch the most frequently, just on my own, on its own, you know, without anything else. I just sometimes like, man, let me just pop on the, the Creed Two training montage. But uh, out in the desert, Adonis says, "Looks like hell to me," and Rocky says, "Possibly the best line in the entire movie," which is really saying something because there's a lot of great lines. Rocky replies, "Since you're going back to hell, might as well get used to it." I, love I don't know line. why I just that that line's fucking awesome it's like Rocky you didn't have to go that hard but you did I'm glad he did honestly in every movie I think Rocky has like just one line where he kind of where either drops sage wisdom or just goes really hard let's talk about Adonis Creed versus Victor Drago 2 what, what a you fight. guys think of this fight what a fucking fight like the like He's got the black, like the stars and bars. Cool as shit. It reminded me of Superman. With the oh, black yeah. suit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. His big, big return of Superman vibes. I do love that uh, they finally utilized the, uh, Bianca's music into uh, his introduction and everything. And that's also a story you, you want to tell your child one day. And since they have a little girl now, it's like, that's going to be a story. They're going to talk about how I led, I led daddy uh, down the... Uh, I let daddy down the way so that way he can punch a super soldier. <laughs> Say before he beat the shit out of this man <laughs> and made his dad throw in the towel. <laughs> Which, side note, that's a great moment, like, great character moment for the Dragos. Like, it's also really sad when his mom leaves. But how demoralizing is it that this man got whooped so hard that his own father had to throw in the towel? You know, it's just like, it's wow, so perfect, it's, it's, though, it's perfect it and it's character Ford. growth for both of them. But it's like, you got your shit rocked so hard that your dad who killed a man in the ring was like, oh, no, this isn't we can't do this. Well, you know why I love that so much? Because not only like there's just talking about it from the Drago side, right? You mentioned uh, his mom leaving mm. and he looks and he sees that. And I don't think he really cared that much, but there was still that little part in him that was like, maybe she'll care about me if I win. Yeah. Well, you could tell, like, he wanted to keep going. Yeah. And when he sees that, he wants to give up. And then you see his dad go, no, get up, get up. And you see him get up again. And you see he gets up for his dad. Yeah. I think he gets knocked down again, and he gets up one more time. And it felt like he was getting up for himself. Yeah. fucking great you see the mom leave when he, when he gets knocked down again and you see Drago notice he's like wait no like this isn't this isn't worth it like mm-hmm. you can't keep doing this to yourself and it that just felt like such a growth moment for Ivan Drago as well who like you said Tristan killed a man in the ring <laughs> just but committed homicide it is what it is it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's premeditated murder it's manslaughter at, at the very least but it felt like a, a first degree murder so, man, just from that point of view alone, it's so fucking good. He just wouldn't go down. It felt like he was the Rocky character mm-hmm. <laughs> in this fight. 
And it's also like, I love the fact that when the wife leaves, his entire facial expression just changes. And he, you see he's going through his mind. Is this really what I should be fighting for? It's like, is this yeah. really what I should let uh, my son be fighting for? I just love that. It's like the moment his clarity finally comes. All the actors yeah. in this just did really well. No one does a bad job in this movie. No. Like everyone brings Everybody's fantastic. Idea. Everybody's fantastic from top to bottom. And I will say just one last thing about the Dragos here. I mentioned that Drago kind of feels like the Rocky. On the other side of the coin, the Donis feels like Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, good. <laughs> it's like af- it's after like, oh, that fucking savage blow to the ribs in the in the first fight. It's like, you know what, Donnie, you you get your licks in. Especially now that like his mom has finally shown up to like support him after she refused to come in the first one. And you're like, fuck yeah. And like that moment when he's down and you think he's not gonna get back up and he can like hear his mom and Bianca be like, get back up. Like you got this. Like he's like, all right, fuck yeah. And then the the camera pans up and he's standing there like holding his ribs, but you know he's about to fucking throw down. Ugh. Is it the part Ugh. where he's like pounding his fists on the yeah. mat over and over to like super saying himself off? It's yeah. fucking great, man. It's fucking fantastic. This is a good oh, movie. Oh man, this fight's so good. It's a really good fight. I remember someone complained. It's like, oh, this fight only lasts for like uh, 15 minutes. And I'm like, you don't need more. No. It, it's like it's like the fight is honestly the fight is honestly compressed, and it feels like it goes on longer. So it's like I think it does well. And if it was any longer, if it was more of a oh, they just went round for round, yeah. it would have felt like a rehash of Rocky Four, and it would have been too just drawn out. You know? yeah. yeah, and I think that's what makes Rocky Four special, right? Is not only is it Rocky getting that quote-unquote revenge on Drago, it's more so also these two at the very end. You're seeing them just all-out war on one another. They are just haymakers. There is no... I mean, they literally the, the announcers literally out. say that. They're like, this is all-out war! No subtlety That is there. true. No subtlety in Rocky Four, and I, mean, I love it for that you reason. Them. You don't need it, you know. Uh, anything else about this fight? There's a lot to talk about, but I feel like we're going to talk about a lot of it also in the endings for our main characters here. I mean, so. other than it's one of the best boxing matches I feel like we've seen in, in the Rocky franchise. It, it's top tier. Alright, let's talk about the Dragos' ending and the deleted rock, locker room scene. Um, Tristan, you know what this scene is. You saw the way the Dragos went out in this movie. Let's start with you. How'd you feel about it? It, I mean, I agree with you. This should have just been in the the theatrical version itself. But, you know, when you own the Blu-ray like me, <laughs> you know, you get access to all these fantastic deleted scenes. Um, but no, it's like, it's really emotional, man. And that's not something you expect having you know grown up watching rocky four where it's like drago is barely a character in that he's more of like a force of nature where it's in in this movie and really this scene you know it's like damn like there is some actual humanity to ivan drago that is finally peeking through you know you see it throughout the movie it really comes to the forefront like we said when he throws the throws in the towel to you know protect his son and in this scene it's like well you know i guess there is something under that that gruff you know so if i exterior. can change then you can a lot he, of yeah, he, it took him change. a while but he did change he it was a delayed reaction 
He had to get clean. He was still on the drugs. Oh, so many, so many steroids. So many steroids. <laughs> oh my god! Like that man was juiced up. Bane from Batman is looking at him and saying, "Dude, oh chill god. out." He's, yeah, he's just like let's. That man was so juiced. He was like a sponge. You squeeze him. Oh my god! So many steroids are gonna come pouring. He was sweating the steroids. That's how sauced he was. He was yacked and yeeted. So the final cut of the movie, I think it's still very good. Towards you have that empathy towards the Dragos, and especially Victor Drago. Victor Drago, other than the DQ shot, isn't really that bad of a guy. Yeah, no. Especially when you see like how like the way he's fighting isn't even for himself yet. Yeah. Like there's, I, I don't want them to do a spinoff with Victor Drago. I mean, well, but, you're gonna get it, so. I know, that's the thing. I'm not happy about it. But at the same time, there's a probably is a good story to tell with it. So I still don't think you should, because I think we shouldn't make everything a fucking cinematic universe franchise spinoff so everywhere. Like, we did it with Creed and Rocky, and that felt natural. And maybe whenever Creed's over, we can pass that off to somebody else, but that's for down the road. But besides the point, it feels like Victor Drago was just a byproduct of the environment he was raised in and what he was expected of. So it would be interesting to see what he's going to fight for going forward. So it was just awesome seeing that empathy from Ivan Drago and just the Dragos in general, except for, of course, the mother who was just, I'm just going to say it, and not the actress, the character. No, Brigitte Nelson, as far as we know, lovely woman. We have nothing against her. She And she does a great job in this movie. Like, she nails Character, it. Massive bitch. Terrible I'll, I'll person. Terrible person. Um, so, apart from her, you have some empathy towards the Dragos. And considering that Apollo Creed is a fan favorite, and one of my favorite characters in the entire Rocky franchise. Great character. Me caring about Ivan Drago is fucking surprising. <laughs> it really is. It is. This movie makes you do it. And when it comes to the deleted scene... It should have still been in the movie because I feel as if a lot of people, especially on a first watch of Creed 2, don't get the full feeling that I think was intended for the Dragos at the end. But you will, you would if you saw that scene. Yeah, they're like the scene like gives you the final bookend of the drag of the Dragos, and it's like the well, it's just now. like there's a it's like it's good. <laughs> Like, I like their connection and everything, just seeing the two, like, just jogging together back in their old place, but it seems like both are content where they are. It's like, I like that, but it's like, you needed the rest. You needed the other, um, you needed that deleted scene to, like, pull it and, like, also pull in Rocky and Drago's, uh, own character history and stuff. It's like, you, it's just, it offers so much that deleting it just makes no sense. And if anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, there's a deleted scene that is called the locker room scene, where after the fight, Adonis goes to talk to Victor, and basically going, I know where your head's at right now. We need to fight for you. It's only one loss. Basically just assuring him, like, hey man, you'll be good. Don't take this too personally. And then you see Ivan come in, and Rocky kind of has this moment with Ivan Drago, to where there's just this mutual, like, I guess a mutual sign of respect after so much between the two. If not respect, never then at like least each other. understanding. 
under yeah, I think understanding is better. They'll never like each other, but there was that moment of understanding to go like, "Hey, man, you did right by your kid. I'm glad you finally realized. You finally changed. You listened to me. I yeah. tried thirty years and, ago, and and not even that, but it's like you did what I couldn't do. Yeah, and that's throwing the towel. That's why this scene needed to be there. It was the final bookend for those characters, so we can move past it, not only for Creed, but for Rocky, because this is the final movie, most likely, that we'll see with Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa. How did you feel about Rocky's ending in this movie? It was good. It's like, Rocky, go spend time with your family, <laughs> bro. Like, come on. It's like, and after hearing, it's like, oh, I didn't even get to see my great, my um, grandson's birthday. It's like, yeah, no. It's, it's like, like, Rocky, you've got more important priorities. Yeah, just go go see your son. Go meet your grandkid if you haven't met him. Uh, and just you know, just have have a good time. Also, props to the casting director for that little kid because that kid does look a lot like Tally. Yes. Shire. Yeah. So he's yes. like, you look like you your grandma. I was like, holy shit! Like he does look like Tally. Like, is this her actual grandson? Could be. I mean, like he that's... looks exactly like her. To be honest it, with you, it's a little too perfect. It's uncanny. It really is. Uh, I will say, I love the way also that it ends with him passing it off like, hey, this is this is all yours now. Yeah, it's your time. Rocky tells Adonis. And he walks off with the ball. And I feel as if you guys talked about like, hey man, go be with your family. Rocky's uh, the godfather to yeah. Bianca and Adonis' kid. He is family to them. Like he is part of their family. Oh, but at the same time, they don't need him as much as he needs to Make reconnect peace. with his blood family. Yeah, you know? that's something that he needs to do on his own. And honestly, I feel like this was just such a perfect ending to the Rocky character. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the Rocky character back. I don't. I hope all the best for Sylvester Stallone. He is the creator of this franchise. I don't know how the rights things works. So I'm just going to sit here as a fan of this franchise and spout off like an idiot. I do hope he gets some semblance of the uh, rights back for the franchise just so he can make money off of the thing that he created Mm -hmm. and so many people love because I feel like that is just... And that so many people associate him with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see Rocky back as yeah. an on-screen character. At most, have him, him like a phone call screen. or something. Oh, God. I don't want to see Rocky die on screen. I don't need that. Because that's the only other thing you could do with a character. And I don't want to see that. I don't have to see that. I'm perfectly fine with the ending we got with him finally reconnecting with his son and mm-hmm. connecting with his grandson. Yeah, it's like we. It's like Rocky deserves a happy ending and just let us ha- let him have his happily ever after. Don't bring him back. It's like not even for a cameo. It's like we're good. We're good. Treat him how they treat Paul Walker's character in Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. He's perfectly yeah. fine. He's off doing his own thing. Everybody still loves him. He's just not around. Look at that, Taylor referencing his favorite film franchise, one of the greatest <laughs> film franchises of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I saw the trailer for Fast X, and oh. it was certainly oh. <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's gonna be a film. If this is not, like, the final movie, I'm done. It's not. It's not. It's the second to final movie. Yeah, this is part I one. I saw a theory. I think it was from the website you write for there, Tristan, Screen Rant, saying 
something about like oh fast and furious could be doing time travel i mean maybe like, we'll find not? out won't we why well we've all not? well well technically they did the rocky jump we already have super soldiers we have hobbs and shaw giving us black superman it's they like, went to space they went to space it's like why not it's like let them go 88 miles per hour uh <laughs> you know it's not gonna be doing time travel the Creed franchise. Let's get back to the ending of this movie. And we only have one final main character left to talk about. And that's also Adonis and Bianca. They're ending here. And that leads to Adonis going to Apollo's grave and introducing him to his daughter, his granddaughter, or Apollo's granddaughter. What did you guys think of Adonis? It's a really good scene. It is. And then it, it hits you like, damn, you didn't go to his grave in the first movie. <laughs> Like we, like we kind of just didn't think about that at all. I think it makes the second movie better. Yeah, it in does. that yeah. retrospect, because of all the inflating he was doing about, I'm doing this for my dad. I'm doing this for my dad. At the end of it, you realize, like, yeah, he loved his dad, but he doesn't have that relationship with him, and that's okay. Like, it, I love how this movie plays that. Like, they did, they could have a worse version of this movie has him doing it solely because of his dad dying. And I'm glad they didn't play that up, because that's not what Adonis Creed is as a character. That feels so ingenuine. Plus, you get to see little Carl Weathers, even if it was just a picture on a grave. Yeah. That yeah. That, that great hair. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, he, do, he, does have, he does have good hair. I'm kind of jealous. But uh, it is, like, a nice scene, and I love, like, how... Um, the ending and the ending and everything is like it kind of feels like a final acceptance that that was necessary for his character. It's like, okay, I am your son. It's like I went the distance, but I didn't do it for you, and I finally can say that truthfully. I did it for, I did it for me. I made my own legacy, and it's just the perfect cap off of the movie in truth. And I just. It's 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 nice. It's like this warm. It's like a warm breeze after going through a snowstorm. And then the movie caps off with the ghost of Apollo Creed coming back with a wooden hand and telling him that he's all. Oh wait a minute, that was an <laughs> and a Happy Gilmore. Uh, <laughs> God, we should do a Happy Gilmore. But <laughs> one of these days, do. But besides the point, uh, let's get into our final thoughts and final pros and cons about Creed Two. Uh, Drew, let's start with you, man. I don't really have many cons. It's like the pros for this are almost everything. It's like I don't think there's anything that lacks in this movie. I could I could go through my favorite moments, but I think I've gone through a lot of them already. Oh, uh, one of the things I do like. What am I? I think I'll just end this segment off with just talking about one of my favorite moments in the movie when Rocky is talking with uh Creed and he's like, "What happens if it's not gonna be okay?" It's and he's like I can't think like that. It's and then Rocky just uh just tells him it's like you gotta. It's like if she is like if she does have the gen the uh, genetic trait. It's like are you still gonna love her? And he's like of course. It's like then that's all you need. It's like she's not gonna feel sorry for herself, so you can't feel sorry for her either. Again, Rocky with the bars. Rocky with the bars. It's perfect. It's like honestly, Rocky as sage as sage wise uh mentor. It's just, it's just fucking perfect. It's he, which he, is so tragic, considering how he has such a strange relationship with his own son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, we're, we're, he went to Vancouver to fix it. You know. Yeah, it's like it's like maybe he maybe he didn't have the moments when he was a kid, but he had 
he has a chance of making up for it now. It's like he ain't dead yet, so let him have his moment. Yep. Yeah, that I'm gonna leave my pros and cons off of that because I don't really have any cons for this movie. I like it. Pros, everything, everything about it. So damn good. This, when watched in succession with the first Creed, it really does feel like one complete story. Like if they decided not to do a third one, I mean, I'd be disappointed. But you wouldn't feel like the the story was was incomplete. I get what you mean, and just to splice mine in because I do have like one con. Mm, what's your con? That way we can end on a very high note and have your thoughts. And that would be. I think if, again, Creed 3 might just be the best of the entire franchise. It might. So I'm we saying don't know. in terms of the scale of the story and what you were doing, I'm curious to see how Creed 3 ends up because it feels like just based on the trailers with Jonathan Majors as Damien and that personal relationship with Adonis, maybe that was better suited for Creed 2 and Creed 3 of this more high stakes, really 100% cementing your legacy kind of thing. Because it's kind of what you said, right? Everything, Creed 1 and 2 feels like a complete story. Mm. Everything now feels extra. Whereas if we had Creed 1 what it was, Creed 2 be a more personal story, and Creed 3 be the Drago culmination epic kind of thing, even though it's it's less epic and more personal, which is fantastic. It's exactly what it needed to be. I think that would have been more complete. So I think the order in which those movies went, if they were swapped, I probably would... It's I feel it's like a nitpick, but I feel like that is more of a definitive trilogy. Does that make sense? Oh, we'll see how three shakes out. Yeah, I think that really depends on how three shakes out. But just from the outside looking in, but continue. Uh, con, I I can't get in the time machine and watch this for the first time all over again. This is a fucking great movie. It's one of my favorites. I mean, I've I've said that ad nauseum. I've said it multiple times before this, you know, episode. It's just it's just a damn good movie. Let's go ahead and get the hell out of here, guys. What are we working on and where can people find us? Tristan, what you working on and where can the people find you? As always, I'm still pumping out bangers, pumping out bars, as Rocky does, over at ScreenRant.com. And you can find me on all the socials, that's Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at BackIssueBenz. Drew? You can find me on Fanfic World on YouTube, or you can check out my social media, Drew Garrison underscore. I am on, Insta- I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Check out my, it's like, check out my latest, check out the latest video that I hope is out by the time of this recording, but you, but by then, uh, I'll have some, for any of you Genshin Impact players, I'm going to be creating a character. So look out for that. I want to thank Tristan for joining me. I want to thank Drew for joining me. Uh, last little plug here. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you want to chat with us about Creed 2, Creed 1, the Rocky franchise, Join our Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. Again, I want to thank Tristan for joining me. I want to thank Drew for joining me as well. Next week on Nerds Talk Movies, Drew and Tristan are going to have a spoiler talk on Creed 3. The following week, Tristan and I, and maybe Drew, I don't know, he's 50-50 on He's being really wishy-washy about this. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We're going to be doing a spoiler talk on The Last of Us Season 1, but we'll see you next week.